When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Do you deal with money ever in your life? Of course you do. You deal with it all the time. How often, though, do you talk about it with someone? How often do you get advice on managing money, on making it work harder for you, on investing it properly, on creating the income you need, on all these things? Probably not very often. And most of the advice you get is probably really awful. That's why we're here. I'm Don McDonald, and over there is Tom Cock, and we're here to do something really interesting. Talk about money, your money, and how you manage it, and how you can manage it better. All the things you do with it come up for discussion at some point on this show, now that we're to like 1,200 episodes or something. It's a ridiculous number. (laughs) We need to stop soon, don't you think? I mean, 1,200, isn't that enough? (sighs) Shouldn't we put I, I this thought, thing out of its misery way, at some point? I felt that way this morning at about 4.45 a.m. I just you, need to stop at some point. You've got to quit getting up at 4.30. I, I got to stop this. Anyway, it didn't you know, happen I, today. I woke, up this morning, I, I woke up this morning at about 4, and I went, hey, Siri, what time is it? And Siri said, 4 <laughs> o'clock. And, and, and I wanted Siri to say, you big idiot, go back to sleep. <laughs> she says the same thing to me every day. She just told yeah. me it's she just told me what time it was on my yeah. iPhone. Thank you, Siri. In case you Thank were worried. Thank you so much. Yeah. Then I asked her the second time. It was 830, and I went, that's a much better time to get up. Rise and shine, friend. Yeah. All right. I don't shine, but I rise. Oh, okay. Well, hi. Uh, I'm Don, and that's Tom, and we're talking real money, and you're invited to join us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, 24 hours a day, seven days a week to try to, uh, well, make money easier to deal with. And in this episode of the program, we would like to read for you. Actually, not we. We don't do joint readings. We'll do one at a time. The royal we? Yeah. He, Tom. Yeah. Not they, Tom. He, Tom. You're not a they, right? No, I can see it. You're good. He, Tom, is going to read you a brief message from one of our listeners. Go. Yeah, and usually you do these, so this is kind well, of well. I know, but character. I thought it would kind of be fun yeah. for you to do it. Yeah, and so the, this is from Devin. Devin wrote, "Hi, Don and Tom. This is Devin again with a follow-up question uh, regarding how many years to look at for fund comparison, which is something we have discussed. I will admit," says Devin, "I am playing devil's advocate here. So, if twenty years is pretty darn good, more than high than." a high expectation of accuracy. In other words, 20 years is a good time to look at something. Would 38 years be enough for the following thought experiment? Oh, I know where this is going. Yeah. So Devin wrote a ticker in here. V as in victory, G as in good, H as in home, 
C as in you cornflakes. You no longer have your military. You no longer have it there, do you? You know what's going to happen now. I, the guy's going to send you, me a new one. You got uh, that wrong. <laughs> I think you're right. I got the x-ray part right. The Vanguard Healthcare Fund Investor Shares, an mm-hmm. actively managed healthcare sector fund. Mm-hmm. Probably the most opposite stock fund versus a passive total global fund. With an inception date of May 23rd, 1984. Wow. Wow. It's going back. Uh, its annual rate of return since inception, 38 years, is 15.54% as of this writing in the uh, latter part of July. It is significantly more than the oft quoted 10% average annualized return of stocks in general. So, inclusive of the fact that VGHCX is an actively managed sector fund with an expense ratio of 30 basis points. Why not invest in this fund if one's risk tolerance is extremely high? Before you say the large taxable distributions for this exercise, the fund would be held in a 401k. You don't see this very often in 401ks, and I look a lot of them. I look forward to your response. Thank you both. Don McDonald. You're, you're going to love my response, Tom. You're going to love it. Yeah. The fund got lucky early on, or the fund, maybe it was one of those rare funds that did actually did, past tense, you notice I'm saying did, actually have a brilliant manager, past tense. But here's a here's a better way to compare, and we can't, this is why making these rules, well, 20 years, anything that does better over 20 years is good to buy. No, we're talking about sectors. We're not talking about individual funds. We've never ever talked about individual funds in this way. So I did a little research on this fund. And yes, it's done about 15% per year over 38 years. However, that was under the previous manager who retired in 2012, 13, 2013. Since 2008, it's been run by a different person. So what we need to do is to look at how has it done under this new person compared with the index. And they do have Uh, an index of healthcare stocks, They do have an index of healthcare stocks, which is, I got to look it up here. Uh, Health, uh, just let me just give you the numbers before I look that up. This fund over the last 10 years, she's been at the helm for 15. Let's use 15. Let's just use 15. You're close enough. Over the last 15 years, this fund has averaged 10 and a half percent per year. Pretty good. All right. That's pretty good. Yeah. But let's look at the Vanguard Health Care Index, which is unmanaged. It just buys healthcare. So is the manager brilliant or did healthcare just do reasonably well? Well, over the last 10 years, the Vanguard Healthcare Index Admiral, VHCIX, has done 11.5%. Per year. Wait, so the sector itself has had a robust return, so robust mm-hmm. that it's done better than the stock picking exactly. manager at Vanguard. Exactly. Which proves, which actually proves the theory that active managers cannot, over an extended period of time, outperform the index based on anything but sheer luck. It's the most likely common denominator among outperforming funds. And now you could say, well, great, healthcare's done 11% per year over 10 years. 
but how good is that? And you're betting on one segment of the economy, just one segment of the economy, which granted has done very, very well over you know the many for, years because done, it's a, done well by the way for investors not often yeah, for patients exactly that's a whole and, other thing and that's one of the reasons why things may change now the 10-year return of the vanguard healthcare index has been about 10 percent per year the 10-year return of the vanguard total world stock index the vt has been about 10 percent per year and remember here's the other part you haven't even got to this oh i'm if, you, if you hold to the vt you're in 9,000 stocks, right? Roughly. In this fund, in the actively managed fund, you're only in 100 stocks. Yeah. So your risk is way, way, way higher to be in one sector, to be in one actively managed fund this way. And so, you know, and you can't buy this performance. That's the other thing I would tell Devin if he was sitting across the table from me. You cannot go get the 15.5% unless you have a time machine. You can go back to 1984. Right. Can't do right. it. It can't be done. And what this points out so, 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 so clearly is that this whole process of trying to pick the best fund is so complicated, far more complicated than just looking back at returns, because as you can see, the outsized returns occurred, the big, big returns that 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 floated the thing way up there happened a long time ago. They haven't happened over the past 15, 10 or 15 years. As a matter of fact, this fund has, as expected, as should be expected, underperformed. It's actually, though, underperformed by more than its additional expense ratio. So there's a lot more to this. You cannot, you will not ever be able to devise a simple way to beat the market. I can confidently state. Well, and here's the thing. For anyone watching this or listening to it, this is a decision you have to make. Don and I long ago accepted market-like returns. And the best way we know to get those is to use low-cost passive products to tilt the portfolios, as we've talked about, to more smaller value profitability, some of those factors that the uh, the the, uh, the professionals have found, the academics have found, and to leave it. We're not out looking for the next, and I forget the name of the guy who ran the fund prior to this person. We're not out looking for that manager, nor are we looking for the next product that will do that for you, because we don't buy that. We don't think well, you should buy that. And the, as, as you alluded to, the only way you're ever going to know the fund outperformed is after the fact. So you can't go back and capture what's already happened. It's too late. And the previous manager was Edward Owens. Yeah. Had a heck of a track record. Ed and, Owens. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. But there again, you know, you can you can look at the returns, but his average annual return over his tenure with the fund was twelve percent a year. In an industry that, you know, probably did pretty did well in that period that. of time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean healthcare has, you know, done robustly well. And you make a very good point, Don, about the sector itself. There may be big changes coming to healthcare. <laughs> Any day, we don't know. And that may change, revolutionize, really change this industry in a way that the companies that have done so well for the last 30 plus years may do horribly 
in the uh, short and long term. We don't know. And the problem is we don't have a clue what might happen in the future. I mean, we can we can come up with a lot of scenarios. We can come up with a ton of scenarios. But one of those scenarios kills the healthcare industry almost completely. Imagine, if you will, that the United States someday did what much of Europe has done, and that is basically nationalize or reduce the profitability of the healthcare sector. Well, those big returns are going to go by the wayside. That's why we don't think you should, we certainly do not believe you should buy individual stocks. Now, with those, you still have the guessing factor. You still only know after the fact that something has done well. And you have the added detriment of possibly losing everything in a single security. When you get to a sector, the odds are you won't lose everything, but a sector could fall by the wayside. I, you know, ice making in the early 1900s was a huge business in America. I, my it was mom used actually, to get it delivered. I remember it was, telling it, me. It yep. was a sector yep. of the economy. It was mm-hmm. big on Wall Street. Ice yep. companies were huge. Do you know what one of the, this is a great story. One of the biggest ice companies of the earth, there's only one that survived into the 20th century that I know of, of the early ice companies. Now, I may be wrong. There may have been another, but this one's a very well-known brand. It was originally started as an ice company, and then they decided that ice was not a great business, but they could still sell ice in a little corner store and sell other things that people didn't want to rush to the grocery store to get. And they decided it would be a great idea to be re- be the available to people at later hours than the corner stores of old. So they decided to stay open from 7 a.m. until 11 p.m. 7, 11? That's them. They've, it used to be Southland Ice Company. Ah, and you could say they froze out the competition? Anyway. You, you could if you wanted to make a bad pun. You could, but you know, it was a great week without you because I got away with all the bad <laughs> yeah, you jokes. We called out on them. That's it why. That's why I've decided on on <laughs> next week's vacation. I've made a an executive decision. Next week, I'm going to the beach with my wife's family, and I am going a day late. I am going up Saturday after the show. <laughs> Not going to allow this sort of so outrage. that the show the show must have me on it on Saturday, <laughs> and then when we check out on Saturday, for some reason you always have to check out on Saturdays from these places. It's always a Saturday thing. So when we check out on Saturday, I'm going a few miles down the road to Charleston and getting a inexpensive Marriott room. So that I can do it again from there. So not just gonna, to keep you from going it alone. Let me get away with it. It was just, <laughs> I've been editing. The dad jokes are just. <laughs> it's outrageous. Everywhere. All right. Fair enough. All right. Okay. So, so sectors, anything else we need to cover? No, in the, you I mean, want, oh, I, let's, let's do I, another question. No, we'll do we? another question. But I, I think this is a great example, again, of how you might get lucky. And people always act like we're going to get mad. I'm like, we hope you make a lot of money. I'm not mad. We just want you to realize that if you invested in a hundred stocks and you made, you know, 5% more a year than the stock market, then you got lucky and you may get 5% less a year than the stock market for the next 38 years. It's a great possibility. So don't believe in it. And, uh, but I still, I still wish Devin well, and and I hope it all works out. Here's a question. Yeah, go ahead. I think we haven't done this one yet. No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> this is too similar to the one we just had. I'm going to skip it. Uh, well, I do have I do have one that I got last night. If you want to take it, is that the crypto one? No. Oh, no good. more. Don't crypto. do that one again. No. 
Okay, this one came. New, well, this you, one came from I'm a guy. I'm trying to get named, him in order. Yeah, this one got, came in from a guy named Chris. And just I, last night, this is yeah, not in order. Night. We got people ahead of Chris. Oh yeah, I mean, you're I, being rude to other people behind Chris, but that's <laughs> okay. Getting the cutting in line. You know, Chris is somebody that I knew 15 years ago. Oh, see, that's why he's letting him to the front of the yeah, line. Well, Chris is somebody I knew, so he's special. He's funny. I, you know, oh. we we watched a lot of soccer games together because our sons played soccer, and uh, I can still remember some of the comments he made. That I'm not going to share right now because it could be considered slightly derogatory. But he was funny. I even told him when he called me last night. I said I can still remember you saying that and me cracking up. But the point of the matter is this: He guess what? Guess what? With what happened with Chris? He sold his house. And now oh, he has. Gee, does he have money that he needs he to invest? He has money. He has money to invest. Uh, still, the number one question. And but here's the downside: he is either going to buy a piece of land and have something built on it, or buy another house. And they're going to do it in the next year or two. He and his girlfriend. So he's like, "What do I do with the money?" I said, "Not much, uh, because there's not much to do." But here's what I would do, and I haven't even shared this with him yet, but I will share it with you. In the audience, because this is still the number one question we get. I came into money. What do I do with it? Because in this case, it's actually pretty simple, Don, because it's a short term situation. One to two years. You don't want to lock your money up. You don't want to put it in something where you could go down a considerable amount because even a short term bond fund, which we've seen this year, eh, it could have a bad year as it's had. So my recommendation is half of it in a one year CD. Mm-hmm. which is paying almost 2% now, which ain't bad. And the other half in a high-yield savings bank, savings account, do these right online, and it's paying like 1.8%. A little diversification there, but that's going to make you, you know, certainly less than inflation, but it makes you something. And as you pointed out, Don, it's completely safe. You know your money's there. You know you're going to get it back. And if you had to bust the CD, it probably wouldn't cost you much either, by the way, because- Two percent, big deal. So I think that's the only thing you could really do, unless you have another idea on that one. No, I think that that's about as good as it gets because the reality is, there's no secret. There's no secret no. sauce. There's no magic formula. There's no wand that you can wave to magically create wealth. And there's no crystal ball that we have that allows us to peer into the future and say, well, based on the based on what I see today, I believe that you'd be better off in this because we don't know a darn thing about the future. Neither do you. We're all guessing. I love it when people say, oh, I know what's going to happen. No, Mm. you don't. You think that's what's going to happen. And we like to think ourselves. We do. We like to think that we are prescient, that we're so smart that we actually know what's going to happen. We're not that smart. And I remember you at retirement with the gentleman who was arguing with us about interest rates and you finally saying, you have no idea what's going to happen like oh my two gosh. seconds from now. He was so now. confident. He was Not so from confident. One second from now. The world I'm 100% so. sure that rates are going to go up. Well, okay. They're going to go up for how long? We don't know. Yeah. And who knows how right he was or wrong. But the point was exactly that. No one knows the future. Certainly no one saw the stock market having its best month in July since November 2020. No one saw that coming. So No one knows nothing. Thank yeah. you, Jack Bogle, for exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. No one. As a matter of fact, that's a chapter in financial physics. It's the 3N theory. Yeah. Nobody knows nothing. Okay. I, I, I took the K off the 
the word, but that's okay. Still works. Sounds like it. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. We do want to offer our help to you because you are probably going to need it at some point. You find yourself on the horns of a financial dilemma, or you got somebody who's pitching you a product that you just, it makes the little hairs on your head and the back of your neck t- tingle and stand up, uh, Run it by one of our advisors at Vestry, by Pella, please. They'll talk to you for free. They won't try to sell you anything. You're not going to get a high-pressure sales pitch. I mean, And can we, we talk say, about the annuity sale now, or is that going to be on another program? Oh, do you want to do the annuity thing? Sure, do the I, annuity thing. I mean, oh, because— Oh, yeah, just, this is somebody who actually contacted yeah. us. Yep. They got into an annuity, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they had been in it for like 90 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they thought, oh, the my gosh, I think I yep. made a mistake. Would yep. have been so great if they'd called us beforehand. But there was a happy ending to this story. This is not the norm. No, this is not at all the norm. So, I mean, the person who bought the annuity realized, hey, I don't need an annuity. I have income. Why am I buying this? Well, someone she went and saw found out that uh, she had this money and that, wow, I could put this in an annuity. <laughs> And the person who sold the product told half-truths along the way, did not communicate well with the person that the annuity was sold to. So when we saw this person who had purchased the annuity, we sat down and went through it all and tried, well, why'd you buy this? Well, I don't really know. And here's what they told me. There were, it wasn't very clear. Let's put it that way. So we went back to that person with her, uh, the salesperson, and the salesperson said, no, nah, it's, you know, already passed the time and you, you can't do anything about it. So then we went back to the insurance company, Symmetra. Now explain what we're talking about. You get a 30-day free look. 30-day free with, look to go back and eviscerate the contract, right? Right. But in this case, that had come and gone by a mm-hmm. long time. But uh, we went back uh, to Symmetra and they reviewed it, kind of hemmed and hawed for a couple weeks. I didn't think they were going to do anything. We also had told them, Look, I don't know that we told them, but we talked to this person and said, if it doesn't work, then you should go to the state insurance commissioner because it's not appropriate. And to their credit, Symmetra is, gave them gave her the free look. We're Xing her out of the contract, and we had a happy ending. So it does happen. It just doesn't happen very often. So hat, I don't wear a hat, but if I wear one, <laughs> hats off to uh, Symmetra for, for seeing their way through it. You know, somebody in the office called it a business decision. The contract has been canceled. The money is coming back to this person and uh, away you go. So, and and I think they somewhat chastised the salesperson who sold it and said, really should have been better about this. This should not have happened. Um Gee, so you mean it somebody is selling news. an annuity and not telling the whole truth? It, ah, n- ah, nor ah, much ah, of it, yeah. Hard mm. to believe. Yeah, but there yeah, it is. Well. All right. Thank you for that update, Thomas. Yep. So come and see us. We'll help you. Yeah, you just go to vestry.com. You can set up an appointment. That's it. It's so easy, and it's free. I mean, we won't manage your money for free. We keep saying that. We need to get paid for that. It's hard work, as you can tell. So anyway, thanks for listening. Share the podcast with your friends, your neighbors, your relatives. Um, If you like what you hear, leave a review at Apple Podcasts or rate us on Spotify. 
and join us again when we We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking right Real here. Money is for informational, educational, again, and hopefully enjoyable like purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning and investing advice takes time. Money. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial product or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.